Hey, Lordy, Lordy, look at the time. Empowered. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Tosan. Um, gonna pass the hot potato over to you to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, Go. Thanks. Yeah, 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 you're off. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Tosan, like you said. Um, born and raised in Newcastle. Don't know how we met. It's been a while now, but um, yeah, it's been a little while. Alex used to, you know, train me and stuff, PC me a little bit um, when I was back over summers. We can probably stop the podcast but. there. That's all I wanted from this. Yeah. So we've got that now on tape. Um, so yeah. No. Yeah. So so but. like I'm not going to take. You know, we did a little bit of air training, didn't we? Yeah. When when you were over here, yeah. when you were in, uh, studying in the states, trying to keep you right yeah, during yeah. the COVID times yeah, and right. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was at. Um, like I said, grew up in Newcastle. Went to the states when I was 18. Went to Princeton uh, University. Uh, played basketball there for four years, and then I'm now professional. Uh, back now, you know, a little two weeks off, so I'm just back a little bit. So this little is a victory lap, visit. really, isn't it? A little victory yeah, lap. Sorry, you did, you did. Again. Yeah. Um, just come back to tell everyone, tell everyone that you're uh, you're still around and you're still doing it. Something so, like obviously, yeah. Really wanted to speak to you about the the process of everything that you've done. Obviously, I've kept a close eye on on the things that you've been doing, but I think you know certainly in the last twelve months, there's been a lot more. Um, people paying attention to, to what you're doing and then the, the amazing like the obviously the incredible summer that you've had and stuff like that so for the like you know for those who don't know you're now playing with Detroit Pistons, Detroit Pistons who are in the NBA and I think it's very difficult for someone from from Britain to understand the just how unlikely it is to be in the position that you're yeah. in especially people watching this you know if you think about if you try and compare football to basketball because you know that's the the comparison that a lot of people who will be listening to this have you know you've got the you've got probably five leagues in in the world which are the the you know the, the very top level so like you've got leagues in England you know Germany um Spain that are at the, the top level with basketball you've essentially got one mm-hmm. which is the NBA there's 30 teams and there's how many guys per team 12 like 15, 15 so, there's, so, there's, 18, so there's 15 yeah. so there's 450 spaces essentially you know there's there's 450 spaces compared to like you know a, a couple of thousand a top flight in, in football just to just to kind of break that down and the chances of you know making it from a country which isn't known for basketball it's it's very strange thanks mate let's let's <laughs> sort of that way obviously it's it's a massive you know yeah. testament to what you've been able to do um in the you know ridiculous short period of time that you've been able to achieve that i mean when did you start playing 14 so you started playing when you were 14 you're 20, 22 22 yeah. so you know six right. <laughs> eight years See, this is the thing they didn't. No, the thing is though. The thing is though, I didn't get that Ivy League scholarship. Yeah, sorry, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I had enough. to like, yeah. If they yeah gave, that's why I didn't get one, bro. So eight years. Yeah, yeah. shit. Was, the thing is though, you're laughing. I'll edit it out. Dude, I'll edit it straight out. I'll go straight to when I said eight years, and everyone will still think I'm a genius. There you go. There you go. So eight years, crazy to be able to achieve that. Compared, <laughs> most people have started playing basketball in the states when they were how old? Young, like little kids, like three, four, five. Like they do football here. Yeah, like, like I started playing football same age. Yeah. Yeah. So most of them have been playing for ages, and then you know, getting to the stage where you're able to go and compete in that country at that level is is wild. So 
What was it like going, leaving England and going to the States? Um, pretty smooth transition, honestly. Um, and that's like down to just the place I was, like teammates and, and coaching staff, like took me in. It was like, you know, second home, um, just a big family really. But I know a lot of guys who go over to the States and it's not the same situation and guys are miserable and they come back early and this and that. So just honestly grateful for the position I was in and where I was, um, but pretty smooth transition in terms of like, you know, life change or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a step up basketball wise, need time to adjust, um, you know, as, as everyone does. So love my time there. No, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it was really good, but um, definitely have that adjustment period. And, and a lot of that is, was my freshman year. And that's kind of the same for a lot of people. The main thing that I hear from guys who've left the UK and moved to America is obviously the, the change in intensity. Yeah. Obviously it, it goes from being playing basketball in the UK. You know, you're lucky if you play every day, if you play in the UK, right. that's the top and bottom of it. I mean, you know, struggling to get caught. Yeah. You're getting kicked off after 60 minutes for badminton. badminton. Yeah, all literally like all of these ridiculous sports. There's no dedicated, there's no dedicated place for, yeah. for playing basketball, yeah. realistically. You know, you, you're lucky if you're training twice a week with a team compared to America where you're training every day. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I hear guys who've left and went to the States is that after a year, they're sick of it. Yeah. They're almost, they almost hate basketball. So how did you keep your passion going for it when it's, it's turned from being fun into, you know, the stakes are high and it's very, very serious? Yeah, I mean, um, that's what I'm with me in football, to be honest. I, I got a bit sick of it and it was, you know, quite serious. It, a little bit young for me, but I really just got tired of it. And um, I think starting a little bit late probably took that out of basketball yeah. um but I think like for me it's always been fun and um I went to you know Princeton and again like when I went to Princeton the NBA wasn't kind of the goal and I was always playing for fun and you know there's obviously like you said higher stakes this that the other but for me I just try to keep that kind of the main thing and I'm there to enjoy it yeah. um so it's a little bit different now but that, that's kind of how it was and like you said it's you know it's it's, it's a new world in terms of access to facilities, resources, all of that. Like I hadn't used the, you know, I, I like went to Princeton and there was like a couple of shooting guns. I was like, well, that was like, you know what I mean? And as soon as you said access to new resources, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, shooting guns. Because no, we don't have them here. Like I literally had one in the UK. Yeah, I hadn't seen one. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they've have one over there. It's like, oh yeah, I've, I have like a couple in my middle school. I'm like, what? If there was a shooting gun here, people wouldn't even be allowed to use it. Yeah. That'd be the crack of the window. You'd have to rent it. Yeah, there'd be a shooting gun, but no one's allowed to use it. Literally. It would so, be off um, limits. No, yeah, I mean, massive step up, and and uh, I just try to take advantage of everything there. Do you know what I mean? And recovery, um, resources, all that, all that type of stuff, and it makes a difference. How do you feel like going over there to such a school with you know high expectations from an education perspective? How did you find that? Because obviously you'd been in a, a similar sort of scenario yeah. in terms of high expectations from your education. But was it difficult combating that with the, the basketball? Because I know you hear about guys going to the States and they're very much, you know, their school isn't known for its academia yeah. and they yeah. get, they're there to play basketball, essentially. Yeah. No, I think, um, to be fair, Princeton reminded me a bit of my, my high school and, and that's maybe a reason for kind of a smoother transition as well. And um, it was challenging, you know, to, to balance the two and, you get better and you get used to it, you know, as you go on through through college. But, um, you know, it can be difficult, like I said. But 
everyone's kind of doing the same. Like, you know, your teammates are all in it with you. There's a, a bunch of athletes with you. There's a lot of resources, you know, available. Um, but for me, that was always going to be the case. You know, I only really looked at, at schools with, with mm. that type of, uh, you know, high academia, high high basketball level as well. Um, not wanting to, to kind of compromise either, you know, at that stage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I signed up for. Do you feel like that could have been um, a bit of an advantage for you then? You haven't went in with these expectations of just seeing the future as being basketball, which obviously for a lot of people when they leave, when they get a chance to leave the UK, mm-hmm. obviously it's like they've made it in a sense already because they've left the UK. Yeah. They've, they've taken that massive step towards basketball being, you know, a big deal in the place that they're going to. Obviously being good at basketball in the UK is it's very difficult to judge because the the top 10 guys in the UK could all be like vastly different in their like ability. It's just because there's such a small pool of people to choose from. Um, Whereas when you go to America, you feel right. I'm actually going to somewhere that gives a shit about basketball now. So I'm, you know, the chances for me to improve are massive. So going somewhere where you're thinking about your academia as well, do you think maybe that's allowed you to not feel under so much pressure from a basketball perspective? Um, Maybe I think, I think it kind of depends the way you look at it because, yes, I went to Princeton, but I wasn't, you know, there was people that didn't take academics as seriously as me and that's fine. You know, like a lot of people kind of look at it as you go to Princeton, whatever, your grades look like whatever, you're going to get a Princeton degree and that's going to hold you well. So there's still like levels within it, do you know what I mean? Um, So I think it really just depends on on how you look at it. It depends on the person. I think for me, I just, whatever I do, I I try to excel in it. So even sometimes I want to kind of switch the academic side off and focus more on basketball Mm. at Princeton. It was difficult for me to do that and definitely became more important to do that a little bit towards, you know, the back end of it when, uh, you know, basketball really picked up and I started to see that as my profession, as as my future career. Um, But I think, yeah, like I said, it just kind of depends on on who you are and and, uh, what your priorities are, I guess. What was it like that moment when you were thinking that did people bring it up to you first or did you take it to other people and say, look, I really think that I can make a good go of this. Obviously you had the two Ivy League player of the seasons. Is that in your one. second year? One in, in your my, senior year. In my third year. So in your in third year, year you got it. And then yeah. the, the senior year, you got, you got robbed. <laughs> Shit. But your no. senior year is when you guys went to the, the tournament. Yes. So yes. that was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody, it. did either print like Ivy League school get that far? It did not. So it's a robbery, really. You know what I mean? How could you give it to two? Do you know what I mean? It's one of those when they no, keep so giving the Ballon d'Or to Messi, yeah. eventually <laughs> they need to just chuck one to uh, Modric or something just for a bit of variety. Like, no, it's a variety yeah. one. Do you know no, what I mean? No, respect. He, he's a good player, no respect. So I don't even know who he is. So I'll talk is. shit about him. Yeah. all I want. <laughs> yeah, he won't see this. Um, to be fair, he might. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I should probably be more careful. Um, yeah, so. Obviously, you know, Ivy League player of the season in your third year, that's got to be, you know, starting. Did that start the ball rolling of going, or was it before? Or? It was before. Um, people used to bring it up to me, but that, like I'd say in the UK, and I used to brush it off. Yeah, it's um, difficult. It's impossible. It, you can't. You, it's tough to have that vision, honestly. It's difficult to say to somebody in the UK, like to tell them how unlikely this is, because yeah. they'll be like, oh, my mate was really good. He might have. Like, yeah. <laughs> First of all, even if yeah. you, there's a difference between being incredibly talented and then that level, it's just, it's like, the only way to compare it is like Champions League. It's like being Champions League level of, because that's the, that's the, the, the equivalent team. level. It's not like playing in the Premier League. It's like playing for a top four club in the Premier League and being a starter. Like it's, 
were you talking about like household names? Like everybody in the NBA pretty much in America is, is like a, a household name. Whereas there's guys who play for Burnley right now, you don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Nobody yeah, will ever know who they to are. to an extent, I yeah. guess, yeah. So people, so obviously discard the people who are saying it because, you know, People might have said that you were good enough to play it at school. Do you mm. know what I mean? With zero. That's exactly how it was. And there's but no knowledge. But that was the first r- serious conversation because I, I can't even begin to put myself in your shoes yeah. of the first serious one where you believed it. Um, it's probably after my freshman year. Um, that was kind of up and down, but I kind of went in with no expectations and I ended up like starting most games. And um, so that, you know, confidence started to build from that. And then it was kind of a combination of that and... Um, seeing other people do it, other guys in the Ivy League, it's not super common for I- Ivy League guys to get to the league, but um, Mieoni from Yale, shout out Mie, just got drafted. Um, Devin Kennedy from Princeton had, you know, had opportunities as well. So like seeing, oh, okay, it's possible having, you know, a, a solid freshman year, I'd say, and um, a combination of, th- of those things. And then I think just realizing how good I, pe- how good I could become. Um, and that, again, part of that is like how good I'd become over that year with, I've been now put in this new place with all these resources and mm-hmm. not to say you can't get better in the UK, obviously you can, like, you know, I, I did, you know, when I was here and yes. it's just a different, um, a different situation and a different type of focus, to, a different type of attention to detail when you're over there. And um, so I think it was after my freshman year and I remember coming back and that's when we started working together and I was like, bro, listen, like, I'm trying to go, bro. Like, when I'm you said that in the message and you were saying that you were, you know, you were serious about making it to the NBA, you know, I was like, probably like, yeah, yeah. Mate. I just thought, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. If anybody can't, you know, it, it comes down to certain things. Like, because I used to bring it up to people, mm-hmm. you know, that that we were training, and you know that you you had that Ivy League um, Player of the Season performance, and I started bringing it up to people, and you know, people are doubtful because it's right. it's the North, it's Newcastle, and yeah. nobody's done it before, and sometimes people need to see it happen once yeah. before they can believe it. Obviously, now you've done it, people genuinely believe that it's more like that it's that they'll be able to you yeah. know there's more of a chance that they're able to achieve mm-hmm. it because someone's done it so now the the event horizon's been passed in their mind it's it's now possible yeah so that'll probably you know lower people's like how how hard they think it is to do it because you've done it yeah. which obviously yeah. is annoying but and it doesn't but, matter because they won't yeah. but um <laughs> so when i started mentioning it and people are like oh like nobody from england makes it basically yeah. nobody and i'm like yeah but we're not talking you know if we were talking about a 6-2 god who yeah. was like I would be a bit more like, oh, you know, yeah, even if they have an amazing standout season, it doesn't really matter because when you get to the next level. But I feel like you've also got an NBA body. Yeah. Like you don't look, you wouldn't look strange out there. Right, right. You look like you've got an NBA body, which helps. Do you feel like? Yeah. No, God God has definitely (laughs) blessed me with, you know what I mean? Like with certain natural physical, you know, skills and, yeah. and tools for You're sure. Tall person. Yeah, yeah which <laughs> pretty tall person. Yeah, pretty tall person. Genetically and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, arms and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I, I am there and, but it's still, you know, it's it's one thing to kind of get there and another thing to stick around. Yes. And, you know, the I'll, I'll say it, I'm, I'm knocking on the door now, but it's, it's you know, it's kind of just starting now and wanting to solidify myself and really kind of build a career. Um, rather than it being a very short-term thing. And, and that's, you know, that, that kind of start, you know, it's already started, but training camp's kind of the next thing and, you know, playing for different contracts in training camp and, you know, just about finding the right situation, finding the right team, which I believe I have in, in Detroit, yeah. um, definitely for, you know, for now. And 
um, you know, stuff changes in the NBA like that. So yes. being able to, to be adaptable to all that type of stuff. In but terms of your improvement arc, so obviously we know now that you're only between six and eight years into your basketball <laughs> thing. It's debatable whether it's six or eight, you know, some, some people got the maths different. Um, you know, you're relatively speaking on this improvement curve, you're quite early on in your actual career so. yeah. in terms of just how long you've played basketball for. You know, some people that you're playing week in, week out with might be, you know, 15, 16, end. 17, yep. 18 years into playing basketball. How do you think that affects people's, you know, attitude towards where you're at? Do you think they see that as, you know, he's a raw talent still? There's still yeah, I, I think people, some people do. I think it depends on the way you look at it. Like, some people look at it still like you're a 22 year old, which is not that young. And, you know, in terms of just getting into the NBA, it's pretty old on the older side. Um, but, other people look at it as, yeah, you started late, so, you, you know, you're very much still on that path, and that's, you know, very much what I believe, and, um, I, you know, I kind of told this this story quite a few times during, like, the whole pre-draft to a lot of different teams, but I I feel like, like, because I started so late, and um, I, like, I, I, I kind of got stretched at each level in the UK or in the US more than I would have otherwise, or more than an average person, because, like, I was always a little bit out of my comfort zone, I was always a little bit out of my depth, and, like, the biggest example of that was, like, the first England camp I went to when I was, like, 15. It was under 15s, and I'd been playing basketball for literally, like, six months. And it was, like, the first competition um, which I'd gone to was, like, uh, regionals. I was with Northeast, and, like, I didn't even know England scouts were there. I didn't even know that was a thing. And I don't even remember playing that much or that well, but, like, clearly it was potential base or whatever, and I got called up, and I went, and I was, like, it was <laughs> I was miserable, bro. Like, I got there, and I didn't know any, like, I didn't know terminology like I, I was undersized I was underskilled like I was like I left and I was like bro like what am I doing here like yeah. well, the whole time I was thinking like what am I doing and and I like I was like to my dad like I, I remember calling him like during it and I was like dad like I'm not like this is it like I'm I didn't want to fall into that trap again where I felt in football where it got too serious too quickly and I want to just keep it fun like forever Do you know six what I mean? months and I, then England camp yeah which is the pinnacle of playing basketball in in this country like that's the highest level that you can play as a junior to do that six months in when most people are playing cvl <laughs> is, is yeah. yeah it's going to be quite serious no, yeah it was i mean I, yeah i mean like that was like a but you stuck I don't it out say, yeah i don't want to say a turning point but yeah. i did stick it out and yeah. I, I left being like that's not going to happen what again what did he like, say who your dad I can't remember. No, it wasn't anything <laughs> profound. Yeah, no. He didn't give you the speech. He was like, I'll oh, keep going, you know, whatever. But, well, really? you know, we talk, when, when I got home, we spoke, obviously, and I was kind of like, that's not, you know, happening again. If I get this opportunity again, I'm going to be more ready for it. And okay. not that I, you know, at the time, like I said, I didn't really know anything going on. So it, it wasn't like I could have been really for the first one. But um, that was kind of the situation. And then, you know, at each stage, I think still I was stretched. First GB call up. Um, when I was a year younger, you know, again, out of my comfort zone, da, da, da. So that's kind of been throughout my career, I think, um, and it's helped me to progress So you think quickly. that regardless of what discomfortable position that you put in, <laughs> uncomfortable position, I was going to... I will Bro, cut that yeah. out. I was going to say uncomfortable, but I was I was going to say different word at the same it. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was trying you to try put in one a little up. bit yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever, like, uncomfortable position you put in, you grow to that level in your in the comfort zone. Yeah, I think like, um, yeah, I mean, often you put in these situations and it's probably easier to, you know, quit or whatever. But I think like 
stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, and you'll get there. And then it's about putting yourself in another situation. And you that think that's the same with the NBA. So you want to be in that position so, because every time you've been put in that position, even though it's been out of your comfort zone at first, yeah. you've just evolved into that. Yeah, I mean that, that's how you that's how you grow, and I you know I think I've realized that pretty early on and. You know, it's it's nice to be comfortable and be yeah, you know the best player, whatever, whatever. But um, you know, it's just like going from you, didn't you know fancy being the best player in the BBL. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I mean, that's an, no, it's just like it's just like going from um, you know Prince in my last year and being you know the best player on the team or whatever and having the ball in my hands all the time and my role in the, in in the NBA or like is it's completely different and yes. um you know talking about the BBL no shade on the BBL you know it's it's, no, but it's sweet but uh you would end I up had playing a, at that level yeah and and I could have and and uh a team wanted to to draft me um in the in the 50s but I would they wanted to stash me in Europe for a year and actually the Lions were one of the teams that it might have been but I didn't want to I was I didn't really want to do that for me and and I feel like you know I'm ready to kind of contribute to an NBA team like this now rather than rather than at the year. So hopefully that decision pays off, that's, but that's um, kind of how I'm backing myself. You know, that's an incredible stance to take because a lot of people might have taken being drafted and, you know, having that security and going and playing at a, you know, potentially lower level in Europe. They would, that, that seems like you've took a, a big gamble on yourself there yeah. to say no. I believe, give me half a chance and I'll prove myself. That's crazy. In a good way. I'm not saying it's a good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's a, it's a, you know, if people didn't know that, then that would probably change people's um, opinion on the the kind of route that you've taken in because that's um, obviously not an easy thing to do to have that security given to you. Right. And then saying, no, actually, I know that I was just, I'm at the level that I'm at and that with the opportunity, I'm going to show that. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing as well. It's it's t- like that word security. I don't think it exists in, in the NBA. And um, it's more about like, I think the right situation. And, uh, you know, there's, it, I don't think, you know, like being drafted is, no, is not security. Like, you yeah. know, first round pick is different, but in the second round, especially like, um, it's cool. Like, you know, everybody wants to get drafted. Everyone wants to have yeah, your name yeah, called, like, out. you know, and, and but it's really... Uh, Aside from that, there's a lot, you know, there isn't a massive amount of difference between certain contracts and things like that. So it is cool. Not saying I didn't want to get drafted. Everybody wants to hear their name called, but I think it's more important the situation. You had an and, option and the fit. that you saw the other one as being more, you know. Long term. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So in terms of outside of basketball, so <laughs> what, what's it been like? You know, the, the changes, obviously we've spoken um, via, via message and stuff like that. But what's it actually, you know, been like? Because how's life changed? Yeah. As what I'm um, I've got a lot more free time. <laughs> oh, really? Is yeah, it? I yeah. mean, no school now, yeah. no uni. Um, you know, kind of get my work done on the court in the morning, afternoon, whatever it is. And I'm just sitting at home, I take naps, play on the really? Xbox. And like, That's crazy. And everyone's like, what are you doing with your free time? There's like, no excuse to not be like, yeah. I've been telling myself he's busy. I've been going, oh, he's busy, man. Time don't change more, bro. That's true, bro. Yeah, That's yeah. true. But um, yeah, everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? You know, like, degree, any use of that now? Like, I'm just playing Xbox at home. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So what I'm kind of going to be doing, like, some part-time yeah. work with your degree? So, I'm just enjoying, enjoying it right now, to be honest. Um, 
you know, just being able to chill. There's only so much you can work because it's your body, isn't it? I mean, there's only so much. You can't just, you know, cram and do 12 hours a day because you'll start to break. Right. So it's about finding the balance and, you know, I'm I'm a worker and I always have been. So, uh, you know, that that stuff on the court always get taken care of. But Are you getting better at Xbox? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Pretty rapidly. Could that be something that you... uh, Start stream, a streaming or something. Well, you could just, uh, yeah, you could do. I feel like yeah. if anyone was going to do it, you would have like a little schedule and start doing it. Or do you know what I mean? Like working hard towards it, yeah, no. looking at your weaknesses, how you can improve. Yeah, no, I'm not like that. I'm no, you don't. Yeah. What games do you play? Um, Call of Duty right now and Fortnite. Really? Um, you don't play any NBA? Nah, nah. That's a surprise. It's been a while since I played 2K or FIFA, but I'll probably get back into, into yeah. them next, uh, next, the next. I'm waiting for the new ones to come out. You know what I mean? So. That's fair enough. You're yeah. waiting to be on it. Yeah, something like that. Is that it? Would you play with yourself, do you think? Uh, I'd probably be bad, like, at the start. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it would just piss me off. I'd be like, why is he not making that? Yeah, I would definitely make I'd that. Like, so yeah, do you know what I I'd probably tweet, um, yeah. guys tweet at <laughs> Ronnie 2K. And like, you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't do that. But, um, yeah, you know, maybe I'll wait till... Yeah. Hopefully a few plus, years into plus, like the right. when you're like new in the NBA, or you know when you're not as high profile as the other guys, right. they don't. They clearly don't spend as much time yeah, on the yeah. animation. You know, you see and guys anything. on their first thing, and it's like they won't look like they just like look like a stock yeah. character. They just don't. They yeah. just look like a. They've been AI generated Literally. or something. Like it just looks nothing like you. And then Literally. when players like have a breakout season. All of a sudden, they've got yeah, they've got their tattoos in the right place and stuff. They've got little beauty spots and shit like that that they have before you're just a fucking NPC. That's (laughs) terrible. Yeah, so maybe don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, other than that, though, like you know, you've got more free time. What's the transition? You know, mentally to more people know who you are now. Obviously, who? What's that been like? You know, people people know who you are before you know who they are a yeah. lot of the time. Um, it's cool. I mean, I'm like not one that like l- typically loves that type of stuff and loves attention. This or the other. I try. I'm like a pretty low key guy, I'd say. Yeah. But um, I try to just focus on like the the positives of it on it of it. I think and um, whether you know, just trying to inspire people, I guess, in the younger yeah. generation and. People did it for me. I, I was, you know, I was a beneficiary of that. And, you know, I mentioned earlier kind of the, the people I looked up to coming out of the Ivy League and whether it's Ivy League guys, whether it's guys back home here, like showing it's possible, um, you know, that's that's kind of the good part about it, I think. Um, yeah. So try and focus on that part, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's obviously a, it's going to prove to a lot of people that these things are possible if you kind of, if you work hard and if you put yourself into the right positions and if you treat everything you know, even the academic side of things, if you treat them all like a professional yeah. from like quite an early age um, or as soon as you, you really see it kind of developing. Um, so what's next for you? You head back to, you're heading back to the States now. Yeah. And then what's the night, what does the next, you know, couple of months look like? Um, just workouts. Um, I'm going to be back in, in Detroit, the facility, um, being around the facility, working out, working on my game and then um, training camps not till October. So that's when, you know, everyone will be back. So um, you met all of the guys? Yeah, we were all in LA a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that was cool. Cool meeting everyone. Good time. Good time. Who was like LA. the person, who was, a, who was a like weird meeting? Or just loads of them? Was it, you know, it's got to be feel, feel pretty surreal yeah, to no, actually see some of these guys. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, you know them like now, so you're not going right. to like start yeah, saying yeah. like, oh my God, like I can't believe this <laughs> yeah. person was such, they were nothing like that. Yeah. No, I mean, um, we were in LA and, 
you know, we are, I mean, we have some great players. We have a young team as well, but like we were in LA and um, I remember like we went, so we like, we were in, we went to some gym and, and uh, like practiced or whatever, had a scrimmage and then like KD was walking out and I was like, oh, okay, like. That's so weird. That's cool. Like, did he look, did you know I mean? Like, like just seeing him in the flesh and yeah. I sound like a fanboy obviously, but That's everybody is when you watch bro, him, you know, like, growing yeah, up. Yeah. Um, so, and then like, and then when we got back to the hotel and then like Giannis was at the hotel too and they're both very tall human beings. Um, so that was, you know, <laughs> but uh, those are like, those are two that, you know, the, like I feel like people watching will know, yeah. know their names. If um, you just see them cutting around, it's just so bizarre. Right, so... Yeah, it's a bit weird, you know, like yeah. being in this position. That's but what I mean. It's so it's surreal. Where you want to be, so yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. And then, obviously, there's guys who were on the same team as you, and you were kind of like walking around with them in in LA. Was it weird? Like, what's the what's the setup like? Are you are you just walking around outside? Just nah, not really. We were. I mean, LA was pretty like. There has we, to be a we point would, where you can't do that anymore, though. Yeah, I'm not at that stage yet, but there's definitely yeah. a point where you can't do that and. Like, we would go out the back and stuff, like, to take the bus, you know what I mean? Like, but kids would still somehow know the time we were leaving and be there with, like, trading cars and ask, you know, some of our guys for signatures and, and stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely a point you reach, I think, where you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it's all part of it, I guess. So. Yeah, man, that's going to be interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that all um, unfolds. Yeah. But, um, obviously, everybody's rooting for you, and it's been, you know, inspiring to see. Appreciate Somebody, it. uh you know, come from this area and just do the things that you've been able to do. I mean, I didn't doubt it for a second. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, yeah, I'm just, it was all me. So yeah, you're, you're welcome. Those, uh, those couple of Shout sessions, out, man. Yeah, 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 cheers, man. No, honestly though, bro, thank you so much for coming in. I know that you're, um, well, actually, you're not as busy not as I busy, thought you yeah, were. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I managed to fit you in. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. I was just no, honestly, sitting at home. You know no, I mean? honestly, cheers, bro. And um, yeah, let's. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming and seeing you out there. Yeah, coming watching uh, a game out there. That's the, that's the sure. the goal. Yeah, yeah. My guy, thanks Thank for having you. me, bro.